the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello everyone and welcome to the Red Side Rivals Social. I am Brad, your co-host, and with me I've got... Lee. Mr. Lee Boy. So, I'm sure you're all wondering, what is the Red Side Rivals Social? Well, basically, me and Lee over here, we've been best mates for what? 25 plus years. Wow, we're old. And 20 of those, I've had to put with you talking shit about you in the Premier League over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so basically, this is the tone for what the podcast is going to be. So, we've been best friends for 25 years, uh, supporting two rivals, two different cities, two Red Sides. I'm sure you've already guessed it, it's Man United and Liverpool. So we just want to bring to you a podcast, really, for Man United and Liverpool fans. A bit of banter, a bit of like... Truthful insight of a, from a real football fan. That's it, mate, that's exactly it. But that's not all we're going to do, is it? No, we're going to bring you a weekly update of the results of both of our fantastic teams, the Premier League, an insight into the under-21s, under-23s, women's football... Premier League, Champions League. Got to, got to include the women these days. You've got to. And the Champions League, but again, you're not in that this year, are you? Yeah, yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Europa League is where it's at, as, as all United fans know. That's where you want to be. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do, really. There's going to be banter. Some people call us the um, Carragher and Neville of podcasting. <laughs> I mean, no one calls us that. We're not that ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to be bringing to you. So we just thought we'd come to your pre-season, basically, so you can get a bit about what the podcast's about, uh, and we're going to do a little review of the eighteen nineteen season. It's obviously not going to be great listening for any United fans, but it's going to be wonderful for any Liverpool fans, right? Apart from the fact we lost the Leeds to City. Yeah, but it was a good season, wasn't it? Fantastic season. Finished second, highest ever point total in the Premier League. Yeah, but you don't bang on about that when you finish second, do you? No, we don't, but... No one's a day, we still won it six times, don't we? Oh, God. Let's talk about six, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's talk about six, baby. Is you know that's possibly the worst line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. We right. Sung throughout the season. So, should I kick us off? Or what? Or do you want to start? Well, seems like you were so bad. Let's, let's get the tears out of the way. Yeah, let's do that, actually. So, we started off, I'd like to say, with high hopes, really. In the pre-season but it wasn't really we lost the FA Cup didn't we to Chelsea I don't know and it was just a bit of a poor a bit of a what end the season with a bit of a whimper and then we did a pre-season tour of the US and um, I think we just played absolutely dreadfully <laughs> we we won one game against Real Madrid I think we had the transfer window what was that like we brought in Fred from Shakhtar Donetsk 47 mil Steep and what's he done for you? Then? Exactly, that was steep. But he was like meant to be the next best thing. He still could be. He's well that first season syndrome, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, you never know, do you? But uh, Diego Dallo, we brought him in from Good. Porto. <laughs> Mate, in a bad bad season, when he's come on and he's played, he's looked like one of the decent players for us. Uh, and then we also signed Lee Grant, but no one's asked about Lee Grant, are they? If you're listening, Lee Grant, I'm sorry. 
So yeah, how was your preseason? What happened on yours? We went to America as normal. Lost in Boston again. Lost in Boston. A very successful preseason tour. Won the major. Won the majority of our games. Um, I set ourselves up really nicely for the start of the season. Um, went in with a bang, wearing a massive unbeaten run, and then got beat against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Oh, have you so gone into the, go. you've gone into the season already? Have you? Yeah, well, there's no messing around. Really. <laughs> so what did you um, what did you do at the start? How many games? Six. Six or seven, if I remember rightly. Maybe I should have done my research. How was yeah. you feeling going into the season? A bit nervous, to be quite honest. The signings were brilliant. They brought in fresh legs, youth, ability. They brought in Oxley Chamberlain. They brought in Nabi. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was a random sign in that I thought when it happened. Bargain of the season, thirty million. Brought a lot of energy to the midfield. Direct runs, runs in behind the defence. Does he though? He doesn't run anywhere, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Spends most of his time on the operating table. We brought in Nabi Keita, who was again an energy. Yeah, that was a good sign. Yeah, I think you had a really good transfer window, to be honest. But he suffered with a language barrier. Because he was new to the actual Premier League, he didn't speak English. It took a long time to settle in. Yeah, right. that's absolute nonsense, isn't it? No, no. Because Aguero doesn't speak English. I don't think Aguero team, still speaks English. And he <laughs> he has like zero friends. <laughs> and he's just like banging him in. But again, this pre- the pre-season has shown what he's capable of, especially the first three or four games. Was you like, oh, he's, he looks decent, was you? It's, the, it's just the energy he brings to midfield and the direct runs and the space he creates for the front three. Yeah. Did you um, did you know this story about um, Alexis Sanchez on pre-season for United? He was actually um, couldn't go on the pre-season tour because he was denied a visa because he had a suspended jail sentence from when he was at um, <laughs> Barca for dodging tax. It's not the first Barcelona player to do that. Is it? I know, yeah, I know. So, um, so to review, to sorry to look back, it's probably like. A really good pre-season with really high hopes for you, and then for well, me thinking, jeez. Like start the season, you're gonna win the league, don't you? Yeah. It doesn't matter what team you've got. You've well, got yeah, to... but it's usually the year after, isn't it, with Liverpool fans? <laughs> <laughs> it's never usually that. It's, year, it's never year. usually that. <laughs> it's never usually that season. It's always, always the one after. <laughs> so we went into the season then. Well, I, th- I think most United fans went into the season with a little bit of optimism, but. I think the summer just was just like what the hell happened. So we had our opening game. We beat two. We beat Leicester two one, and then we were first in the league. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the next game, right? The next game, we got beat by Brighton, and then we ended up tenth. Yeah. So we got beat by Brighton, went into tenth, and then we really that was that was literally. The nightmare of our season because then we couldn't get anywhere near. We got up to eighth in December and then literally sixth. Well, let's well, talk about six, baby. All, let's talk about where United, we were. All United fans got six. excited about a bus journey with Ollie at the wheel, didn't they? Well, we were excited about that because when you look at the start of the season under Mourinho, it was like watching a different man. But what do you think went wrong with Mourinho? From the start of the season up to the point you left, was it his attitude? The fact it wasn't his signings with the players well, playing for him. The, the fact that the club is an absolute joke at the minute. Hashtag Glazers out, by the way. But um, I think that didn't help because he didn't he didn't get the signings that he wanted. Ed Woodward's an absolute joke. He just w- refuses to get a director of football. Tries to do it all himself, and he hasn't got a clue what he's doing. Basically, 
Well, I suppose he has, but he's not doing it for the team. He's doing it for the financial and as a business. But if you look at it as a business, the Glazers are running it like it's their own personal money pot and they're not running it as a business. So it's like he's running it as business, but yeah, he's running it as a terrible business. So you might as well just run it for the fans, but he's not even doing that. So it's like, why would you do that? It's pathetic, really. So I think that's what started Mourinho off, really thinking, do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> well, from an insight from a Liverpool fan who doesn't really care about United, yeah, I think the underlying problem was Paul Pogba. From the point you brought him in, his ego and attitude sucked. Mm, it, I don't. He breathes negativity. Any, See, anybody who's around, Pogba's the big debate, and he he has a huge influence in the squad, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he should. Well, yeah, does. Yeah, he does. He does off the field more than on the field, which is un- unfortunate. But what's your view of Paul Pogba then, as like? A Liverpool fan. Well, he's got bags of ability. We, you, yeah, this really, annoys me. This annoys do you me. Do really when... know what type of a midfielder he is? Is he a defensive midfielder? Is he an attacking midfielder? I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Like, he's just inconsistent. Like, I hate people that say Pogba's shit. Because Pogba isn't shit. Hashtag shit. He's, he's hashtag dab <laughs> dance. But he's shown glimpses, not necessarily at the start of the season, towards the end of what he actually can do. But then it just dropped off so as the season came to a close because he had nothing to play for, really, did they? So then, I think it was before that he got he's he's stroppy, isn't he, Pogba? But like people revert back to Juve, but people forget he was playing with Perlo at Juve, wasn't he? And it's a slow league. Well, obviously Serie A is terrible, but when you're playing with Perlo behind you, basically mopping everything up and giving you free reigns to do what you want, it's a lot different in it. Plus, there's that as well, the Premier League. But he's played in the Premier League before. But it's like he is a great player. He's unbelievable. He's really, he's really talented. But it's whether he wants to do it or not. Like the previous season, we obviously won the League Cup and then we won the Europa League, and he was brilliant that season. But you could just tell the arrogance. And but at the time, it was just like arrogance, and you're like, do you know what? But, but you, you liked it. But now it's not going your way, and he's arrogant. You're like. Why are you being so arrogant? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You should take an example of our book, though. We had the same influence with Coutinho. What a fantastic player he is, by the way. Unbelievable, like, you, yeah. You'd have him back at Open. I'd have him at United. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a crap, is it? I would, me. But let's, let's be honest, his attitude is stunk. Mm, so he had the opportunity to go to move to a big, big two team in, Sp- in Spain, which, as a player, you can't really begrudge the opportunity to. It's just how we went about it. We had a great season the year before, coming into a season with a huge squad with potential. Mm. And then he went to play in Barcelona, sat on the bench. Yeah. So now he's stuck in a predicament where I want yeah. to come back and will the fans accept him, which they probably wouldn't. What if he came back to Liverpool? Yeah. Well, no one's asked about that. It's not the Coutinho show, is it? It, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Do you know what? We're going to rename this the Coutinho show. Every week we're going to bring to you Philip Coutinho-based information. <laughs> Until he comes back. <laughs> Until he comes back. You know what? You don't even need him. You don't even need him. That's how good a season I think. And it pains me to say that. But and there's a lot. Like, we want to be like the equivalent, say, you know, the United and Liverpool banter pages, don't we? That's, that type of thing. But without, like, shit memes and over-biased fans. Because when you click on those United v Liverpool banter pages, you see a lot of, like, pure biased like bitter fans that are like support the club and back the club to the hill which is really respectable but maybe they just go they, they find it too hard to like we like football as a whole mind. yeah yeah like, yeah we're very focused on our own 
clubs and teams. Oh, 100%, yeah. And, on match days when I'm playing that, it's, it's, I hate them. Yeah, I hate Liverpool most of the time, but at the same time, you mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. Like if Liverpool, like if Liverpool play really well, it doesn't. It you can't say no. They played shit just because you hate them. If they play well, they play well. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose the hatred's gone a little bit because you're not our biggest rivals anymore. Oh no! What are you doing? Let's let's be honest. There's a bigger team in Manchester these days. Oh, nice, (laughs) mate. (laughs) Coming in, slitting me throat on the first ever episode. Wow. It has to be done. Oh, don't even talk about them. Don't even. Don't. That's another podcast completely. Success. Listen, this rivalry with United and Liverpool will go on forever, and it's it's (laughs) gone and it's gone on forever, and it's been built upon two successful teams in the northwest from two different cities right next to each other, and that's never going to go away. Just because a team comes in, just because sorry, not a team, just because some Saudi fella or wherever he's from comes in and goes, do you know what? Eeny, meeny, miny, city. Here's as much money as you want. That's not going to take away the rivalry. That's what he's basically doing, isn't it? He's gone. Who do I want here? But anyway, that's like not for now. We meant to be reviewing last (laughs) season, but no one wants to hear us moan about city. No, no. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're they're a fantastic team, but there's no room to talk about them because at the end of the day, they're taking over the Premier League, aren't they? With money. With, yeah, it's, it's not through development or don't get me wrong I, don't get me wrong I'd love like some shake to come in and buy United <laughs> but that'd be just to get the glazers out but. it's a glazer party isn't it so let's try and get back to what we were on about <laughs> <laughs> going off on a tangent do apologise but this is what the podcast probably will be most of the time <laughs> is miss, you just end up going on about something else <laughs> that we get passionate about but so the EFL Cup let's talk about that let's not because we went out in the first round. Yeah, let's not talk about that because we got beat by Derby at home on pens. <laughs> we lost to Chelsea 2-1 to a fantastic hazard goal. What? Bearing What's that, AFL? In the AFL Cup, yeah. Well, was it Chelsea? Yeah, it beat you. No way. Eden Hazard with a special finish in front of the Ambiel Won't have to worry about him this season. No, I'm fa- thankfully, because every time he plays, he always scores. I think um, you should move your notes somewhere so you don't keep going away from the mic. <laughs> right. And here's my notes up. Here's here's I come back when I've got my notes. FA Cup. Again. How was our FA Cups? Well, we went out in the third round again to a very strong Wolves team, to be honest. Yeah, and to be fair, weren't, weren't Wolves brilliant last season? They they weren't probably my standout the team. The team of the actual year. Yeah. debated going to be Everton. I don't really watch enough Championship football, me, but so I didn't really like know... But I think they, they signed well in the summer as well, and they were just they, they played really good footy, didn't they? They were great defensively, yeah, and great offensively, yeah. They're a very good counter-attacking team, and they seem to pick off all the big sides. They beat a lot of us all last year. Yeah, they took so many points, didn't they, off the top? Do we say top six now? It's it's like a t- it used to be like, like the top like, the top like four leagues, isn't it? Really, it's the, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Six, yeah, six to twelve, and then the rest is like relegation battle. Yeah, yeah, so. What was it? Thir- what was it for you when you went out? Third round. Wow. So two one away. We only course. go in in the third round, don't we? Yeah. Premier League teams. So Jeez. This, this is the trouble. As much as I love Klopp, he, he doesn't seem to take the domestic cups very seriously at the moment. Does he? Not? His focus is purely on the league, and that's what all. Well, Liverpool that's what Liverpool fans want, what don't we want, they? Like yeah, yeah. Year. As much as like we won the Champions League six times, it was amazing. Well, you didn't. You won it once last year. You won it once last year. You didn't win it six times in a season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Oh. Fucking hell. Six times, six times, Jesus. It's seven this year. <laughs> oh, I feel it's seven. I'm just <laughs> moving. Let's talk about seven, maybe. <laughs> so, um, your FA Cup was terrible then, wasn't it? Yeah, so domestically, we didn't really deliver. And, and I think that's more because with the squad we've got, Jürgen Klopp doesn't like a huge squad of players to slept from. He likes his 11 mm. with an additional three or four to come in that can make a difference. Mm. And then we've got a lot of youth. So that's where the cups come in. It gives yeah. them game time to give them a bit uh, of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like what, in like... a way, it's a great opportunity for the kids to deliver and if, if, if they actually show what they're capable of, mm. we go find the cups. But nine times out of ten, you, you tend to go I out think, because the Premier League teams are very yeah. strong, aren't they? Most, most managers do that, don't they, I think, for the for the League Cup. But the, the FA Cup, they kind of put a bit more focus on, don't they? But was Klopp doing that for the FA Cup as well, was he? Yeah, very much so. Well, I, 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 but, in, in the earlier rounds, thinking yeah. he'd probably breeze it, though. Yeah, and I, I think, obviously, without going off focus of 18-19, when you go into this year, the one benefit you're going to have is that the under-23s are going to be in that um, competition with all the... Um, league one and league two teams so yeah. you get some competitive football so you might see a stronger side being put out in the FA Cup and League Cup this yeah year. yeah so our FA Cup was actually a, I don't know it was like a bit of a point of I mean I'll talk about obviously the Mourinho sacking in a bit but our FA Cup was like a bit of a shining star for us we we in the fourth round we beat Arsenal away and then in the fifth round we beat Chelsea away and then the quarterfinals we were like, fucking hell, this draw can't get any harder. And then we got Wolves. We were like, oh shit, but they're beatable, the Wolves. And then we got beat and it was just such a such a shit performance as well. And it was so annoying because it was like we were building a bit of momentum. But then it, I think at that stage of the season when that happened, it was all going to shit anyway. Just before Mourinho left? No, this was after this. The FA Cup doesn't come in until quite late on yeah, for us. And it was like, yeah, it was after Mourinho had actually gone. And it was just at the end of that run was when we played Arsenal. And then we battered Arsenal. We were like, shit, no way. And then we beat Chelsea again. And we were like, shit, no way. And then when the results started to... I think we got beat by Arsenal again. And then this Wolves one came, quarter-final. And it was just like so dejected. And then we went out on a bit of a win. But so <laughs> I was going to say, let's talk. What happened to the Champions League United last <laughs> I was going to say, literally, the next words were going to be, um, let's talk about the Champions League. I was like, oh, we'll leave that until the end. I'm sure you'll want to end on that, though, won't you? I, I can't even remember what happened last year, if I'm honest. <laughs> can't you know? I'd rather not. I'd rather not. To be honest, I'll talk you through it. Liverpool so played, honest, Liverpool played some of the best football in the league, along with Man City. City. In the Champions League, going back to the Champions League, at the, at the start of the Champions League, we weren't the best performers. We lost quite a few games, drawn a few. Yeah. And we were lucky to get three-set knockout phases. Yeah, it's like Spurs, though, isn't it? That's what Spurs did. The, the, it's like when you say, like, in a World Cup, or not just in a World Cup, but in any tournament-based thing, competition, sorry, you, you're like, oh, I'd, you'd rather start shit, scrape it, and find your form, won't you? It's all about momentum. And I think that's kind of... Like, I mean... Belief. United just kind of started shit last season and then shit. continued to be shit. But should we discuss the United-Liverpool games from last season? Well, again, talk me through what happened at Anfield. I think we destroyed it 4-1, didn't we? 3-1, wasn't it? No, I'm certain it was 4. Was it? The Shakiri hat-trick. 
Is that when it was? Yeah, I thought I've got it down as three one. Oh my god. Three one defeat. Yeah. Eighteenth of December. Long night that De Hay didn't save you. De Hay was bad last season. So that was the first time we played, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And then what happened after that? You lost, we lost the league at Old Trafford and... No, there's what happened after that. We sacked Mourinho instantly. <laughs> Literally the next day. Oh, the wheel. Mourinho was sacked. Now, you can say what you want about Mourinho, but I, in my personal opinion, he's a world-class manager and you don't, you and don't, just, and you don't just lose that overnight. I think what he did was, he, was the hunger. What... When he come in and he was like, I want to win everything, I want to win everything. And he started playing, all the fans got behind him. I mean, United fans are brilliant in terms of getting behind the managers and that when you go the game and that. I don't think you, you'll you never hear a manager get booed. Everyone's always never behind him. Oh, my God. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. That felt another subject. Everything's <laughs> in Norwegian at yours. I thought you never hear anything. Um, so, yeah, you never really hear anyone bad. They'll get behind the manager, do you know what I mean? And that first season, and when when we won the Europa League and the um, League Cup as well, like he doesn't go from that to then being suddenly a terrible manager. I think what happened in the summer, like we I touched on before, what happened in the summer didn't help. Also, the Rui Farina connection, like he went. Don't forget at the start of the season, and he's been with him at every single club as his number two. Yeah, but so. That's a big. That's a big thing, that mate. Think of the some of the huge, stuff. Think of the some of the stuff he's won with him from Porto, Chelsea, Real, Inter. Do you know what I mean? He's, what, the end of the day, brain. He is a brain <laughs> with a body We're attached. Not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a very good manager, and like if if you see some of his recent press conference, he looks refreshed and ready to go. I bet he's he does. Hungry. I bet Whereas he's ninety. Looked like a very drained. But I feel manager. like I feel like that only really happened last season. We saw glimpses of it this season before when we lost that FA Cup final and he started to look a bit like that. I agree with that. And there was all the talk of him not wanting to live in Manchester and stuff. Yeah. I think I think I think the the charismatic Mourinho that we knew and loved's gone now. I don't think he's that he's a bit older now and he I don't think he's that type of manager anymore. No, not but, so but so I don't think we'd ever get that type of Mourinho. But I do agree with you. He just he just looked like proper drained. But I think that he didn't get his summer signings and he fell out with Ed Woodward. And Paul Pogba. Well, I'm going to get on that now. Rui Farina left, which left him with Carrick, didn't it? He, he took he took Carrick on. Which wasn't necessarily a negative thing. He no. Inside and then I think he just was a bit more like, because, because of how shit he felt, he was a bit more like, I'm not going to let these players take the piss out of me. And then when he put Pogba on the bench, don't forget, for, for loads of games, we went. We, we started with Pogba on the bench, and everyone was like, "Why did he put Pogba on the bench?" And then when he was sacked, Ollie came in and was like, "Right, I'm building this team around Pogba." And then it was an instant, wasn't it? L- literally, he came. He came in at the perfect time, really, because he had a shit, a shit run of game, a run of sh- well, not shit, but do you know what I mean? Easy, easier teams easier to play, fixtures. and it was a brilliant time to come in. And then everyone kind of thought, if we can get out of this now over Christmas and win, and we won all the games. And then he was like, oh my God, it, it, it was Mourinho. Like, what was he doing? What was he thinking? Like, and everyone was like, hey, Ollie's at the wheel and everything. And you know what? It, it was a brilliant time. We went through, we beat PSG in the Champions League. And it was a brilliant, brilliant time. And then slowly, the, the cracks burst. start to show. His bubble yeah. burst. And then 
And then you start thinking, Mourinho was right here. It is these players. And who do you think the issue is then in the squad? Pogba. And I I personally think Don't even get me started on Jesse Lingard. Well, no, let let me just let me just finish this. So when you, the 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 results didn't start going our way and you thought, well maybe he was right, maybe he was right to drop Pogba and that you then you realised, right, yeah, it is the players. So you, you knew then and I just feel like just a, it just stems from it just stems from like Pogba's kind of like ne- negative attitude and he's like and, and he gets a strop yeah. and that's and he's a big influence on like Rashford and all that and Lingard Jesse and Marshall Lingard's a joke some of the stuff he puts on social media and that you're just like what are you doing mate it's just modern day football isn't it I don't think that is though I agree it's modern day football and football changes social media's changed but that's, that's, that's not you don't do all that stuff when your team's doing shit you just don't do that no but I think ultimately it's like the players seem to have lost all the hunger once they realised yeah. there was nothing to play for towards the end of the season regardless of who the manager was they were already on the holidays yeah that's the way I perceived it for the last Four That's kind of games. They're it, on the holidays. United fans. But they get paid so much money. I keep saying United fans. All I can do, speak of is, my, in my opinion, but I just think that we did think that. Oh my God, Mourinho's gone. That regime's gone. All he's going to come in. Legend of the club knows how we play. And then it was like, yes, this is it. This is it. And then once the crack started to show, you were like, yeah, the this is these players here. They're not asked, and they weren't bothered, and that and that's what I think most United fans thought. Yeah. I think it's ultimately as well. It's all good and well having all these superstars and you start eleven. Yeah. But what you need is players with hunger and desire to be proud to wear the shirt for one. Mm. Secondly, want to play for the fans for because we all pay a lot of money to go and watch our. Yeah, clubs. of course we do. Yeah. The Premier League is not the cheapest football to watch, and obviously you're looking at no. easy hundred pound plus to go and watch yeah, your club yeah. each week. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got the cup games, so all these fans, I they're the ones I feel sorry for when the players that choose aren't right. They're going week in, week out, and they may get beat four times, but the players, like you say on social media, are allowed to laugh. That's what I mean. More so, training harder more to invest themselves yeah. for a week. But, and they're allowed to do that, but it's just like it's a kick in the teeth, especially to a club United, like United, when it's, when it's built on honour and, success, and success and pride in the team and respect. It's like if they forgot those morals or what? Like It's just like, why is no one grabbing them and saying, and I think that's what Mourinho maybe did. I mean, and then and then that's why he was chastised for it, and because basically Pogba got what he wanted, didn't he? There, he, the the club it's backed the pl- power, the club backed the players and got yeah. rid of Mourinho. The club now can't back the players again, surely. And I just feel sorry for Oli because he's a club legend, obviously United, and I feel sorry for him because, like, what if he's threw under the bus here by the players again? He won't get the wheel anymore, then, will he? No. But it's like it's a he's not at the wheel anymore. It's a similar situation to Stephen Gerrard. He's learning his trading range at the moment and doing a very good job in Scotland. But yeah, but we could. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. What is that, <laughs> that, will, that will annoy somebody. We'll, we'll delete that. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> um, but that's my initial fear for, like, eventually he will become Liverpool manager. I think that's what he's kind but of being groomed to be. to be too soon because you want him to so learn his trade in a different continent, come to the Premier League, be a manager of another team to understand what's required before coming back to Liverpool because you don't need to tarnish yeah. his reputation because he's done a lot for us. It's like, like this is what we want. say it, the slip, he lost to the league, but other than that, he won so <laughs> many trophies for us. Your slippy G. 
Let's not talk about it. It's very emotional. <laughs> Come on, we hope we still win the league. But yeah, I think he's been touted to be the next, the next Liverpool yeah, manager. Yeah, definitely. Because Jurgen sure. Klopp has openly admitted that he's got no ambitions to leave us. However, his contract went down in twenty twenty two. Is that what he and said? Yeah, I've got no ambitions. Everybody wants to, leave. to sign him. Contract However. now because we've just won the Champions League. Mm. The squad's amazing. Mm. Um. He's a lovable guy. You just want to give him a hug. You're interesting to listen to everything he says on yeah, TV. I really he's engaging. Wanna, I really want to give him a hug. Nah. I'd rather <laughs> yeah, punch him in the face. He knows a lot about football. But engaged ultimately, football. football changes week in, week out, year in, year in. It's just like, it's it's inevitable he's going to move on. He's going to go back to Germany, maybe manage Germany. Do you think? Definitely. Manage what, the national team? Yeah. It's like once you've won the league in, in the Premier League, league and Bundesliga, someone's, that's going to happen. Some, accept someone's, it. Someone's jumping the gun. <laughs> accept it. I won't accept it. You need to accept it. You can't accept it because it's not happened. It's happening this year. <laughs> yes. Classic. I'm so glad you've said that. And that encapsulates every Liverpool fan there. It's happening next year. If you don't believe, you don't succeed, do you? <laughs> well, you've well, been, been believing for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> Just literally succeeded now. But yeah, going back to United though. That's not. <laughs> but it's like, do you believe, like, regardless of the, obviously we're not finished off the 18-19 review, but. Yeah, we've just gone off on a tangent, haven't we, again? again. But do you believe Ollie's the right man for the job since he took over? When he first came Forget in. about his legendary status, do you think he's the right man to take you forward? When he first came in, yeah. And then, and then I thought, to be honest, towards the end of the season, I thought like, oh shit, is he going to be a bit of a club man? Because, some of the stuff he was saying, like, no, no, he was like in press conferences, he was like, don't doubt the players' um, attitude or work rate and things like that. And I was thinking, why are you coming out and saying he that? He just says the right things. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's what I was thinking at the end of the season. But to be fair, he came in on, on an interim basis and they've given him the job. So we've just got to see how it goes, haven't we, this season now. But I just, I'd really, I don't want him to get thrown under the bus. I really don't. But anyway, that's that's that's... Well, literally, in a couple of weeks, we'll see now, won't we? What 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 happens with United? What a week, isn't it? A week or t- two weeks, yes. Yeah, like so a week today. A week today. Reds open up the Premier League. God. So that <laughs> so, was the f- so that was a three-one defeat. It came. Mourinho got sacked. When was the nil-nil draw? That was the that other game. Was Towards the end of Ollie's winning run, I think it was like the second time you went in a fifteen game. Yeah, it was some. Yeah, yeah. We were like thirteenth. How bad was that game? We both watched that, didn't we? How bad was that game? It was a bore. That was absolutely bore. The bus very much like Mourinho to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it was pure injuries. Remember how many injuries there was? Yeah, the random within the first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. There were so many injuries. We got you got Lingard on. Remember he took it round Allison and I thought yes, and then he got injured. And again, I, th- I just think we didn't bottle it, but it was a, it was a very tough away game which we needed to win. Yeah. So then from that, the, the season for United pretty much stayed static. Mm. I guess from my point of view, I, I didn't really particularly follow your results after that. What after? After that. I bet match. you didn't watch matches today for ages because we kept winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've won again. Turn well, it up. To be honest, it's one of the first seasons I've actually watched match today probably. Yeah, ninety nine percent. Yeah, of the I do exactly the same thing. Yeah, if we get beat, I'm like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> but um, for us, we went again on a, a really impressive run when both Neville and Carroll on TV made the predictions, thinking that we dropped points, both us and City, and we never, we never did. 
the only one that which is the most disappointing one for us is at Goodison Park where the, as the Toffees will say that we lost the league and then again we went on another massive run and we, we pretty much did everything we could to win the league yeah. people will say that yeah we were top at Christmas and we were the only side to lose the league by being top at Christmas but what could you physically more actually do to win the league we've got 97 points we won 30 games uh, three, yeah, seven, and we it. only lost one and bear in mind we were only 11, mil- 11 millimetres away from an unbeaten season oh god away to City <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been said 11 oh millimetres god. away from winning the league no you weren't 11 we millimetres were. away that camera was how many points were you from, how many points were you from winning the league <laughs> That's like that's that's what you were from winning the league. You were eleven millimeters. Yeah. That goal was disallowed. Yeah, that so goal didn't go points, in. But that would have converted to a draw. We'd have won the league. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't today. matter. It doesn't matter. That's why. Yes, I've let it go. We were eleven millimeters away from winning the league. What? And there, there was plenty of. Who measures the league in millimeters? The camera. This is what I think. This is what I think. Right. I think you badly blew it. <laughs> When you were no. when you were eleven no, points we clear, did, we did not blow. Were it. you eleven points clear? We were, yes. Yeah, yes, we were. So was that league not yours to win? It still was up until the point the season was nearly over. Exactly. But City was. So there. how have you not blown that league? City were better than us. How have you not blown we that not league? Blo- we didn't blow the league. Were you eleven points clear? We were still up and down. So you drop second, top second. Listen, top, second, it's annoying. It, it's a, it's game. annoying because you play brilliantly. You lost less games. You just picked up more draws. But at the end of the day, you were eleven points clear of that league at Christmas. At the end of the day, we we're eleven millimeters away from the league. <laughs> <laughs> but 11. we didn't win it. You didn't win Ultimately, it. Now. We didn't but win it. this but is it was the thing. A successful season. Oh yeah. If I mean your season's defined by trophies, that's what they say. And if you didn't win that trophy, I don't think. Yeah. You're all still bang. You made the difference. You all still bang on about how good the season was, but. Yeah. it's another step in the right direction for me is you look at all our season prior to that each year Jurgen Klopp's been in it's been a, a success each year he's progressed he's moved the team on Yeah, and we're, we're, we are now inevitably going to win the league in the next few years as long as we don't lose any players it's, it's we're those... now inevitably <laughs> going to win the league it's going to happen are you, are you hearing this people we are hearing we are this. now this is Liverpool fan here this is sorry this is typical Liverpool fan here we are now inevitably going to win the league in the next three years. And I've just recorded that now on a podcast. <laughs> so if that happens, please, nobody right. refer to this ever again. It's but the 2nd of August, that horrible... 2nd of August, 2019. By this time, in two years, 2021, we would have won the league. Do you think? Definitely. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably didn't hear it here first, because if you speak to any Liverpool <laughs> fan, they've um, already won the league next yeah, season. Think... The, the biggest challenge is going to be ultimately derailing City because mm. they've got an unlimited pot they can just keep buying players improving that squad year in year out how long have they got Pep for though? as soon as Pep wins the Champions League he'll be gone in yeah. my opinion well, he didn't win the, did he win the Champions League with Bayern? He didn't, did he? no he didn't no. so he might not even I, I but, can't see <laughs> but with the, the amount of money he's got at City it'd be a failure to him if he didn't win it mm. he's won this Premier League back to back now so I, I believe his primal focus will be the Champions League this year yeah which would then allow us to make my prediction correct. Yeah. Where, where do you think United will come into it in the next two years? 
<clears throat> can you see this being a transitional period for a few well, years? Well, if do you know what I mean? Liverpool were allowed what about seven years of transition, so I'd, I'd say more. It's it probably about every years. time you spoke to a Liverpool fan, it was like, well, we're in a transitional period. I'm like, you know, how long's this transitional period? But again, for us, see, this is the thing with United, right? We've been in now what six years since Fergie left, and we've been in. Admittedly, what would you say? You'd say this is the, the biggest. This, you'd say this is the downward spiral, wouldn't you? And you'd say this is what. The worst, the worst United team you've ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think purely because there was no afterthought on what are we going to do. All right, but let me, just, let me just stop you there. Let me just stop you there. But we've still won more trophies than what you have. Oh, you're going to bore me with this now. Yeah, I'm going to bore you with trophies that we've won <laughs> in our shittest period. As Mourinho would say the treble with the charity shield. Yeah, well, obviously no one counts that. That was just yeah, stupid he, saying he that. Did. You know United fan was like, we've won three trophies, and if you are, you're a <laughs> you're weirdo. You're about trophies, though. Yeah, but like, if you win the community shield, you're all going to be going on about it, but it's, it's not a real trophy, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, but the season take that out. He still won the Europa League and the League Cup, and what did Van Gaal win? The FA Cup. All in a time when we were in our worst period ever, downward spiral. But we were, we still. That's the only shining light we've got really is that we've still been winning trophies. So yeah, it is bad. I just feel like, I just feel like if the Glazers got out and we got someone in that actually give a shit, if we we got someone that actually give a shit about the club and didn't just want to treat it as a business, then it'd be a lot better. I think ultimately though people that are coming to the Premier League now see it as a business opportunity that's the, the most difficult thing for us football fans to accept it's like look at Liverpool Ellis. when they first came in Fenway Sports yeah, you we, we, like we were talking exactly the same in. for the first yeah, three yeah. years they weren't spending any money they weren't making any progress we were getting worse if anything Yeah, I and then that. all of a sudden out of nowhere we get all these sponsorships kit deals yeah no they've turned it around haven't they really there, yeah bastards and since then it's just took off yeah so I've got nothing but praise for it. Do you remember your biggest bugbear was when your kit was made by New Balance and you were like, it's a joke, this. <laughs> New Balance. But it's all about the money, isn't it? No, it wasn't New Balance. Warriors. Warriors. You were proper fuming. And even now, New Balance isn't one of the best kit makers out there. However, they're bringing you'll, an awful lot of money into the, yeah. the squad. Which it doesn't matter who makes your kits. Yeah, no one's day. asked about who makes your kits, to be honest, at the end of the day. As long as you have that colour on your, on your actual... Just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, in review then of the 18-19 season, I'm going to say for us, terrible season, yeah? We look well, You've got look some tired. positives. What, what would your positives be? Positives would be rejuvenation when we came in under Ollie, and it's shown, and that for me shown, what the players can do and what that set of players are capable of on the day. That was no different team. All that was was the players decided to play because Mourinho had gone. And then it slowly, slowly dripped back into the way that they used to be. So that's the main positive for me is that United have got a decent team there that can play well, I feel. It's just whether... It's, it's this Pogba thing, isn't it? I think that's the main thing. But, I think- but our team was... Our team, we had a poor season. De Gea probably had his worst season, which didn't help. He... De Gea is like brilliant, obviously. Probably best goalkeeper in the world. One lost a bit. I mean, you, you always have got Alisson now, haven't you? So you're going to be like, well, Alisson's the best keeper now. But De Gea's up there, isn't he? But last season, you've got you've got to give him benefit of the doubt. He's a quality keeper. And, I think last and he had Mike Smalling and the face in front of him for most of the season, didn't he? So, I think Phil Jones will scare anybody, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. I, 
<laughs> he just turns around, looks at you, and you're instantly just gonna <laughs> let her go, in, aren't you? But he had he had them in front of him who again they're just a tired centre back pairing. Our, our whole centre half issue is is a nightmare. Um so that didn't help us. I think he got seven clean sheets all season to here. And I think uh, Allison and what's his name? Edison. Is that his name, Edison? That's it. Edison, yeah. Yeah. Got like twenty one clean sheets or something. And you're like that just shows it, really. Yeah. Really, really. That was another sticking point for us. Our top goal scorer was Pogba with 16. How many goals did he get? 16. 16. Yeah. Uh, Lukaku, 12 in the league, and he was our main striker. I mean, no wonder there's talk of him of him going now. I think half of his goals were a first touch that just went in the back of the net, I think. Um, Sanchez was terrible as well, wasn't he? Right. Again, I think a lot of people. Potential. I think a lot of people were jealous when we signed Sanchez. Yeah, he's a very um, good player. And then he's just it's just not happened for whatever reason. Again, injuries. Um, it's the same at Arsenal, which is probably why they let him go. Yeah, probably. But I think to summarise our season, that they're the, probably the main reasons why we were so bad. Like um, we got no awards. I mean, I think we got we got Jam Player of the Month for Rashford, and Oli got Manager of the Month in Jan, yeah. and that just shows really how good we were under that little period. And that was like, like, like I say, we started off beating Leicester, and then we lost to Brighton the next game. And from then, it was just, it was just crap. It was just crap. It was terrible. And even get on this right. So, it was six years since we 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 lost Fergie, didn't we? Six years ago, so he died. <laughs> but we lost Fergie six years ago, didn't we? And I think it was an absolute brilliant homage by the United team to just be sick for most of the season to pay homage to those six years and also the under 23s that's what we're calling the reserves now isn't it under yeah, 23s under do you know where they finished second sixth I'm not even messing <laughs> sixth because right you've, the you've got one of the six years haven't you he was the best manager of all time Fergie so let's one of the six years play sixth and then next season we go again in the words of uh, uh, Slippy G. Oh, you're going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but would you like, going back to Fergie, as much as a legend just in football him. he is, Boom. would you say having him still around the club constantly is having a negative impact on the team? But he's not, well he's around the club, but he's not a role in the club. But does he have a lot of authority still? Is that the underlying issue? Well, that this is he's the debate, a lot of these managers' decisions I don't think he is. I don't think he is. So is he having a negative impact? I don't think he is. Does he need to step away? He came in with Ollie, didn't he? He came in with Ollie or something when he took over. And again, Ollie's still, by all all opinion, contacting him for advice. Good. Who do you want to contact for advice? Mm. Let's usually contact for advice. Um, Let's contact the best manager the Premier League's ever seen. Jürgen Klopp. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's always seconds of Pep at the moment. Yeah, probs. Yes, you know that I know good passes. So, who, who would you say United's best signing was last year? Whether it's academy, first team, starters. Well, season, hang on, end let's not go there. Let's you review your season. I just reviewed mine. At the end of the day, what did you? So, what were your standout things? What was the best thing about your season? The best thing about the season was Origi's late goal against the Toffees at Anfield. <laughs> that freakishly half volley from Van Dyke went in, seemed to go into the air for about ten minutes. Dropped out the crossbar and really scored in the 95th minute. And seeing Jurgen Klopp run onto the pitch oh celebrating God, like yeah, a that child. Was, that was horrible. It was just pure 
Flory. It's one of them Klopp. I hate what everything he does. No, like, you don't. I do. Like, you I really hate, don't. Like, let's just hug everyone, and it's just so annoying. But if it was United doing that, it's I'd, be infectious. Like, I'd be like, what a guy. <laughs> it's really infectious. So, What I, is hugging men? <laughs> I, I just think like that, that was a very pinnacle moment for the season. And I suppose the goal against Chelsea away. Mm. Sturridge. No it's probably the only, thing you, the only thing he did all year. Sturridge got him. Um, Goal of the month, one of the months. Like, yeah, I don't know. That what, was the one. Was that the goal? The box. We was it? Yeah. One nil with about, I think it was ten minutes ago. Was it? Yeah. And that, I seen and I was looking at like some of the stats and stuff. I was like, storage there, goal of the month. He's gone. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and, and another th- another positive I would say is it Salah. Everybody was banging on. What a terrible yeah. season! He I had. agree there, mate. Apparently, yeah. he had a terrible he still season. Scored Twenty-seven goals in all competitions. <laughs> Twenty-two <laughs> in the Premier League. Yeah. Twelve Not assists. Bad, it's like, so how can you say that was purely a bad season? The guy had an unbelievable season before, like beyond his capabilities, I would say. Yeah. He's never going to be on the same levels as Messi and Ronaldo. I don't think anybody will be, ever. No. He's in, he's in his own league with Hazard and I suppose Pogba. Yeah, they're like the top. Well, in, the elite, elite in terms of ability-wise, yeah, Pogba, yeah. yeah but. So he pre- for me, he proved himself. And he, to be honest, at the beginning of the season, he was injured for a lot of the... The pre-season, he just come back off the World Cup with a very disappointing World Cup for Egypt. T-Gypt. T-Gypt. So for, for me, he had a brilliant season. And again, another positive was Sadio Mane. <sighs> I know that everyone bangs about Salah, but Mane last year was just unbelievable. I mean... His goals, assists. Yeah. And to be honest, we've you're fr- heavily you're more in you're front f- Your whole front three, like Firmino was a bit of own song, isn't he? He's he, the one that makes everything safe. He's really good. I mean, I think he just blinds play with his teeth more than anything. I'd still what... like to see him score more goals, if I'm honest. Would you? But I'd like to see him close his mouth. <laughs> it's a great smile. Positionally, he makes everything tick. And when them three don't play, we're a different side. I remember like slating Firmino a few times, and you were like, yeah, but watch him when he plays, and then like, you made me watch him and I was like oh yeah like he is like you can you can tell he's a bit like unsung he does make things happen like he really does it we miss him the most out of everybody yeah. in the team he's the first name in the sheet the other positive was what I'll probably say is the, the wing backs yeah like the amount of assists they got between them last year was when you compare when you compare your defence I think was always shit and was always your biggest bugbear and we were like everyone used to basically laugh at your defence because it was terrible on it yeah yeah and you see wing backs of quite out of nowhere Alexander Arnold's fucking brilliant Robbo cost us 8 million Andy Robertson is that his name Andy Robertson, Andy Robertson. He, he's, he just puts in 150% percent every game and, when you look, stop, really. and then when you look at our defence of Big Mike Smalling Phil the Face Jones <laughs> Ashley Young mate Ashley who's never been the same since that bird shit in his mouth <laughs> and then you've got Luke Shaw who Mourinho hated for so long and admittedly had a decent season. When you, and when you look at it, you're like, wow, he actually got our player of the season, by the way, Luke Shaw. That's how, that's how, bad, that's how bad United were. That's how bad United were, mate. But obviously, I know you haven't got any stats on Luke Shaw, but like, when you compare him, how much did you pay for him? 30 million? I can't remember, to be honest, but yeah, something like that. Where Robertson cost us 8 million from a relegated side in the Premier League. And Trent's come out of the academy. Yeah, he's, he's and, one of them. Between yeah. them last year, they got 25 assists. And Trent got a hat-trick of assists in one game 
particularly against. Yeah, thirty million. That's good yeah, knowledge. Yeah, un- unbelievable at home to Watford. Trent got a hat trick of assists, which is unheard of really in the Premier League for a wing back. Yeah, I think where where our defence and goalkeeper last season was so poor, along with the attitude of of some of the other players, whereas ours was so bad, yours was like well improved. Just bringing Van Dijk in. It's a spine. I hate Van Dijk because he's a, he's really he's, really good. He's, he's, yeah, he's really really good. He's quality. But it's like Klopp, the first thing he addressed last year was the actual spine of the team. He bought. You needed a goalkeeper. Bang, fifty odd million on Allison. Needed a yeah. centre back. Bang. Yeah. Brought Van Dijk in. Needed a defensive midfielder. Fabinho came in. Yeah, that was a good so sign. That as well, you know. Was just ultimately sorted yeah. out. Yeah, Shakiri, mate. And yeah, Shakiri. When you signed him, I was like, Shit. again, he didn't play much um, last well, this, year. For me, your problem was always you had you had an all right first eleven, but then if you made a sub, you'd be like, well, nice one, this nobody's coming on now, or whoever it was. But I think like your signings was really strong. It made your bench even better. So like you bring in on Shakiri, who's who's class, isn't he? And, 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 and think and you know what I mean things like that I mean he's still got a lot to prove and even, he's, even he's the, so best, the best centre back in the world couldn't get in your team could he <laughs> big uh, what's his name Dijon Dijon <laughs> fucking Dijon Mustard couldn't get in the team but like for, for me I think that was the most crucial part of last year's Klopp looks at identify the fact that City were the team to beat let's give it a go and challenge him yeah so for me, that was the biggest positive that we did challenge him. We took him all the way and we proved that. No, they took you all the way. They, over- they took you all the way and overtook oh, you. Okay, okay. We pushed them all the way. We pushed them all the way. No, you never. So I, f- I think ultimately the biggest highlight was the Champions League win. We didn't play the best. Go on, yeah. I'll let, go on, have your moment then. Talk, so, about, talk about the Champions League. Go on. So, I'll just be sat back here with a beer. So did you watch it? What? The Champions League final? Well, to be honest, did you watch a good side play some decent football? Obviously, I watched it. For me, that that was the, the pinnacle of the, the actual season. We had some silverware, we had some excitement for the city, and we won a trophy. So unheard of in Liverpool for for a long time. Seven. Just ask the Everton fans if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, winning the Champions League was just an unbelievable experience. Yeah, we've won it in the past, but every time we win it, it's something special. Mm. You've you've seen that yourself, and you've you've lost it. You've won it. I've actually had the torch of sitting in a pub with all United fans watching with you, and the same you with me. Yeah, I even won that Barcelona shirt when you were playing them in the final. I've rubbed it in your face when Messi scored that header. Oh my god! Whatever you do, like don't turn up in a Barcelona shirt. No, I wouldn't do that, mate. I wouldn't do that, mate. Turns up in a Barcelona shirt. Absolute joke of a man. <laughs> But yeah, so go on. I won't, I won't talk too much about it because you don't talk about the past. It's all about the future. Isn't oh it? my god! It's, it's... No way! <laughs> you don't you're, talk you're about that. Do, do, no, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Get on this right though. But I think that's like oh, I don't want to say it, but like United fans do talk about the past a lot now, and we always used to like really have a go at Liverpool fans for talking about the past. And, and we I think did. that's ultimately what we did for 20 years. Yeah, you did because you just did, didn't you? But, and United fans do it a lot now. You see them on the forums and you talk to fans at games and stuff. And, you, and yeah, you do, but oh, it's horrible when you do it. But I don't know, you you can't be calling that you, you don't talk about the past anymore because, mind you, yeah, you just won the Champions League. Oh, God. But, I hate it when we talk about it. Nah, but you can talk about it all you want. And, and again, I think another positive as well, I suppose, was Makes me cry. the fact we we had a very successful season at Anfield again. 
turn it into a fortress we didn't get beat again at home Anfield is immense Champions League night gets your food on it when you, when you when you well yeah on the bigger games yeah when you when you're at a two legged game in the Champions League like I I thought to myself when you, that Barca game I was like well they've won it here Barca and then when they come back and you've seen the atmosphere in that and I, then, I suppose how could I forget about that that is one of the best games I've ever been to just, you go into that game with the thought right I'm going to have seen Lionel Messi play at Anfield we're not going to win the game, but let's give it a go. 1-0. Excitement. Oh, I was watching it all. The adrenaline just starts going. 3-0. You're thinking, hey, we're in here. And 4, it just, the whole place just erupted. The noise was just unbelievable. And people started to believe, but we were just one goal away from going out at the same time. So yeah, yeah. The whole experience of that game was just unbelievable. That so ball boy, when he, when he rolled the ball to... Yeah, Alexander just, Arnold. It was just a freakish moment. I was in the cop and I, I, I didn't even see the goal from my Did you not? No, it was, that, it was that quick. The crowd reacted. I didn't even see it going. No way. You just, was you just like, reacted. oh shit, this is a good goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, you, that's one thing you can't beat is, is live football. But again, it's... It's good very, when you go with the game because you see that you get the buzz of the, the actual fans, don't you, in that as well. Yeah, and you see two different insights to the games. When you're watching it on TV, you only see what the... The actual yeah, well, that's what I mean. Want you to see, yeah, yeah, basically. But there is the punditry, yeah. The punditry is obviously next level, but, <laughs> but when you're live, you don't get to see it on a fan level, there's no pause in it, there's yeah. no interruptions, it's just live football, and you just cannot beat it. So, yeah. I think this year the intention is obviously <clears throat> to go to some games because obviously it's it's so hard to get a ticket out for like the demand is just ridiculous, yeah. But obviously, we go, we go to the games um, when we can, and, and obviously. Like we say, we're going to be going forward. We're going to be reporting every single week on what we thought about the games, about each other's games, and then we're going to look at the following week as well and like preview what's coming up. Maybe have a few predictions. And we might see if we're right. See if we're wrong. I might even come to Old Trafford. Hey, it's been done before. Just remember the Real Real Madrid one. (laughs) The Benteke scissor kick. Yeah, when the Real Madrid you wore a Real Madrid top. Torturous. That was so weird. That was it, really, wasn't it? We need to just touch on the women's game as well, especially for you as a United fan. Promoted to the Women's Super League. So, so both in the same league this year. Both in the same league this year. So maybe we try and go to that derby and see what see what the crack is there. <coughs> well, yeah. yeah, those two games. Because the women's game is getting bigger and bigger now. And as much as like I know lads like talk about it as if like it's it's just basically a shit version. But it's, it's getting it, 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 no. Well, it's it's <laughs> well, not going to be the same. It's, it's not going to be the same standard, no, is it? No, no, Obviously no. not. But it's getting. There's no denying it's getting bigger and bigger, and, and a lot of people getting more and more interested in it. So why not give it an honourable mention and we'll cover it. And the same with the under twenty threes. We'll we'll have a little look at that as well and see. Yeah. It'd be interesting to get more levels of the clubs. United have got a lot of um, a lot of good players in the under twenty threes that I want to actually have a little look at and see. Which see, we'll see in maybe the maybe maybe they'll they'll be forced into the into the first team for United because we need something, don't we? But we'll see what happens with transfer windows and all that. But so yeah, so, I, think, I think are we done, mate? I think for eighteen nineteen is that the show? That's the show, the first one, the first episode. So thanks for listening, everybody. That was our little eighteen nineteen uh, season review. We're going to try and get another episode out before the start of the season maybe talking about our transfer targets and stuff maybe look ahead at some of the fixtures that are coming up see where 
we've got some good fixtures and ones to watch and games to watch and things like that. So um, thanks for listening. And hopefully you'll listen again. We'll see you next time.